Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? I wanted to share this episode with y'all. It is me doing an interview with an amazing couple that between a trans woman and a cis man, and they have been together for nine years, and I met them at the Trans March, and I thought that was so beautiful and romantic, so I wanted to share the experience with you all. Um, We were recording in a restaurant in the hotel, so there's some stuff that you might hear in the background. I'm sorry for the quality, but because, you know, the voices are clear, you'll you'll be able to hear their story and hear um, the interview. But, you know, ignore the background noises. I'm sorry. (laughs) We couldn't find we, you know, it was on the spot. I had my equipment. So I said, fuck it. I think y'all like it. So I hope y'all enjoy it. And let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I have an amazing treat for y'all. So we have a trans couple that has been together for about nine years, and they are celebrating their five-year anniversary. <laughs> so y'all come here to celebrate in D.C., or what y'all got planned? <laughs> <laughs> We celebrated actually, cause you know you gotta move things. We celebrated a, a couple a couple weeks back. Okay. And so then we, cause we knew that we wanted to be present here for the march and just being here. But it's been so uh, exciting. Yeah, it, it has. really really has. Uh, um, but so yeah. introduce yourself. Well, I'm Samaya Turner. I'm Tierra Turner. Hey. Hey. So where y'all from? Um, Atlanta, Georgia. Well, that's where we live now together. Now, uh-huh. I'm from South Carolina originally. I'm from Central Florida, Orlando area. Okay. Where did y'all meet? We actually met in Atlanta. Well, we first saw each other. So, you know, that's always a story, ah, girl. You know, that's always yes. a story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, how we met was, we. I first saw you what what building was the computer lab in the education building oh the education building at georgia state university campus he was working on his phd at the time Uh and i was an undergrad 
That's what you mean. A fresh face underground. <laughs> New wide eyes. Spring chicken. Spring chicken. Fresh. <laughs> but I wasn't ready. Okay. Because he, um, I just we, we passed each other and it was like an assessment and he I think he hit me up originally on, um, the, well, where did you hit me up originally? College club. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> No, it was Black Planet. Black Planet? Oh, yeah. So y'all old as me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Black Planet. Yeah. It, was, it was Black Planet. And we hit up on Black Planet. That's right. It was hit up on Black Planet. And I, it's Black Planet. It's Black Planet. Uh-huh. So, it's girl, listen. Planet. I was all what kinds of games. I was you know playing all kinds of games. <laughs> but he was being for real. But I didn't know. Uh-huh. Because it was Black Planet. Because you don't know. Was, it's girl, Black this Planet. This is a chat. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> We're carrying. You know. Now, mind you, we had uh, mutual friends we didn't even know about that kept on telling us about each other. Okay. So she had a, a friend. In, yes, I had a friend in uh, that I worked with in California. So this, so now, mind you, after I go, so now when we first first were talking on Black Planet, I didn't pay it no mind. After I graduated from school, I get a job where I was working based out of D.C., but my job was in California. Mm-hmm. So. I'm living in California, and people are telling me about this guy. They're Yay. like, you live, it's, I know this guy. And and I was like, who is this guy? And they were like, he lives in Atlanta. You say you an Atlanta girl. It's a guy in Atlanta, and I just would think I could hook you up. Oh. And I was just like, uh, and the way they described him. It, it wasn't a good description. It was just very like. What was the description? Girl, it was very. So he's a. um. He's a he's a nice guy. He's really friendly. Um, <laughs> really friendly. He's 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 got a good spirit and he's a scientist. Sounds like a nerd church boy. Listen, <laughs> he he had a he is a scientist. He wears glasses. Um, he and he was like, um, um, he, he's light skinned but he's friendly. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Look, girl, I pay it. It's not even. I'm thinking like you know that's not even. Very delicate. That's what it is. It, it came off sensitive. And, right. I'm, and I'm not a sensitive bitch. Right. So it was very much like, okay, no. So <laughs> so I rejected him. And then it was another opportunity where somebody ran into me and they were like, I know somebody that will be perfect for you. A total and, different person. Totally Do the other person. two people know each other? No. That other person was my current at the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> who, had, who had moved on mentally but didn't tell me. Wow. <laughs> so, so your current lover at the time was telling you that he would be perfect for you. Met me, didn't even know me from a can of paint and okay. said, hey, I know someone that you would be perfect for. So and she I, was throwing you off, really? Yes, very much so. <laughs> this is the crazy part. The crazy part about it was I didn't even, I still didn't catch that who she was talking about okay. but I because of course bitch now I'm really not going to take your advice because so, I don't know you yeah. you're a stranger and you tell me after one meeting I know someone who you'd be perfect for <laughs> I was like girl that's crazy so I paid her no mind and I'm then fast forward we get on Facebook I meet him on we, we reconnect on Facebook he hits me up and he goes hey remember me and I'm like no I don't know you and he goes well oh I'm sorry <laughs> let me check my privilege because I guess Literally. he assumed yeah, because oh. I said, 
I don't know who the hell because he was like you remember me and I was like no I have no idea because I'm real rude so I was like I don't know how to who the hell you are sir please let's let's start again who are you <laughs> and then he was like he reintroduced himself and then from there the conversation was amazing it was like I had met I knew him already oh yeah and anyway I appealed to her inner nerd. So oh, okay. we bonded. Because you are a nerd. Yeah. We, we hood bitches. You like me. We hood bitches, but we nerds. <laughs> so we bonded talking about black science fiction. Come on. And yes. uh, I mentioned uh, Octavia Butler. Butler. And my favorite author is Tana Nareev Du. Uh-huh. And so I was telling him about some of her stories and how they impacted me. And he was like, have you ever had a heard of Octavia Butler? And I was like, I think I have. As I said, I read one of her things before. But what, Wild I, <laughs> You put her on the Wild Seed. What did you read? I had read Parable of the Sower. So, no, no, no. Sower. Parable of the Sower. Okay. I read Pepper Love the Sower. But I remember saying, yeah, I like her too. But Tana Nareev do. He was like, no, you need to read Wild Seed. Yeah. And so, you know, now mind you, inside, my everything just began to melt, bitch. Your butterflies, they flickering. They were, everything was <laughs> flickering. Because... I'm an I am a sapiosexual and most of the time I most of the time I've dated men that no shade. That's not what you say. Tell me I'm below my pay grade. That's not how that's not how you say that, baby. What I'm saying is is I dated men that I understood came from a different necessarily educational background or may not even have been readers. I'm a reader, always have been. My mother's mm-hmm. an English teacher. Right. So but you I, got it yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love books too. Right. So. But anyway, so, so after we met on Facebook, I told him, so we're talking in the conversation. He talks about wanting to take me on a date. I said, do you have a car? Because, <laughs> you know, you're going through the list, girl. And see, at this point, I have no time for games. I'm 26 years old. The, the clock was ticking. I was like, let me, claim, no, do you have a car, nigga? Because I'm on the bus. We both can't be on the bus. If we're going to date, let's do this. No. Okay. But I need, I need wheels. One of us got to have wheels. And he said no. And I said, well, oops, there it is. So you're going to have to call me back when you get some wheels. But let me tell you something. How it make you feel? I mean, that's real. I mean, we live in Atlanta. I wish Atlanta was advanced as other cities as far as transpo, but it's not that city. It's a, it's a car city. And yeah. I was lacking. You know, I had gotten the wheels stolen from under me. But tell them what you did, baby. <laughs> Uh, the week after she told me about her car uh, criteria, <laughs> I went and got me some wheels. Oh, come on. <laughs> got motivation. Peter, got to beat her off of uh, Craigslist. For $1,000. He said, I said, I, you, if you're going to take me out, you're going to have to get a car. And a week later, that man called me back and said, I got a car. And I'm like, you lying. Because, <laughs> see, the trade has given me many a story. <laughs> Whose car is it? Right. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, no, I bought a car, $1,000 on Craigslist because I want to take you out. And for me, it was a chariot, girl. It was a chariot because I was like, oh, he bought a car for me, bitch. Two weeks later, we moved in together, and here we are. Oh, wow. Yeah, it moved pretty quickly. <laughs> our date. That wasn't scary? Okay. She says our first date was scary. Why? So when I showed up at her doorstep, it was sunny, you know, Georgia, sunny day. Right. And uh, What did you tell me we were going to do? I told her we were going to go for a picnic. 
Where was I in relation to Piedmont Park in downtown Midtown Atlanta? Where was I in relation to Piedmont? Probably 30 minutes, 30, 30 minutes walking distance. Okay. 30 minutes walk, which is like a few minutes, 10 minutes drive. Yeah. Right. Maybe less, five minutes. Like, I was literally right around the Piedmont Park. Yeah. Okay. So, when the, so my thought was, we're going to go go to Piedmont Park. He says, I want to take you on a picnic at the park. No, okay. I said to the park. I was not specific, as a matter of fact. You said a picnic at the park. Yeah, yes. you didn't. As I know, I said a picnic though at the park. Uh huh. But you didn't say which one. I assume. Uh huh. The corner. Where do we go? Sweetwater Where's State that Park. My, okay. We get on the interstate, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and we began to drive in a car with no plates. Cause it's oh, brand new. On it. He bought it off Craigslist. Oh, you was on it one. had a hole in the floorboard. It was Come very on, much. I'm gonna Barack. burn her in this car. You know <laughs> understand? He was driving me to the woods. Oh. Uh, we yeah, drove. We turned off of the main road into a both tree line, well, tree line, <laughs> and we drove deep, deep down into the woods. Now go ahead, baby. Tell me where you took. Me. <laughs> it was a. It was a 20 minute drive away. But uh, okay. it was it was Sweetwater State Park, so it had a little bit more scale than Piedmont. Piedmont is just you know Piedmont. Piedmont is around yeah. the corner. Everybody goes to Piedmont. Whatever. Yeah. I saw she was special, so I wanted to show her something special. Nice. So he wanted to show me something special, so he takes me out to the woods, girl, <laughs> and we go to the. He drives me to the secluded lake. And we take, he purposely takes me to the secluded side. Now, on the way there, he has these shades on, and they're the Fed shades. Mm-hmm. You know, those aviators uh, with the mirror uh, tape. <laughs> <laughs> those police academies. <laughs> she, thought, she thought I was hiding the, the music soul child situation. Uh-huh. I said, them eyes, something up, girl. I need I, you to take all the hats so, off. I need you to take glasses listen, off. I need you all that shit off. Three quarters of the way there, I'm like... I need you to take your glasses off because I need to see your eyes. Because I believe a shifty eyes a shifty spirit. <laughs> yes. So, I'm like, so let me see your eyes. And he looked at me and I saw her screen eyes and I was like, oh, oh. that's what that's about. You know how to hide. You're, you're okay. That was a good reveal. That was a robe of reveal on me. So I was feeling them. But when we got to the woods, it was feeling very secluded. So I'm getting nervous. He goes in the, in the, car, in the back of the car. And what did you pull out to eat for the picnic? Well, you know, I kind of uh, had overextended my budget with the beater. With the car. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I had to make compensation in other areas. So I got her a McDonald's chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I got. Well, I ain't going to do you. No, I ain't even going to let gonna you. Be I ain't McDonald's even going to. McDonald's chicken sandwich. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to let him lie to the world. <laughs> it was a Burger King chicken sandwich. <laughs> I like them better. <laughs> no, it was, but this is the thing. And it was, no, it was a burger. You had a Burger King chicken sandwich and a bur- double Whopper or something it was. Mm. And he goes, which one do you want? Come on now. I took that Options. double Whopper out of his Options. motherfucking hand so fast and left <laughs> him with that delicate ass chicken sandwich. <laughs> I just knew I was but gonna options. destroy that whopper. But options. I just I was just being I just knew I was gonna destroy that whopper and you thought she just pulled the rug from under dainty me. Yeah. And said, Let me get this light little chicken sandwich. But I, I, I like, looked nah. at her with new eyes. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> be real with me, please, please. At this point, we can't be cute. We in the woods, right? In your beetle with no with a floorboard half out. Right. Did it have air? Cause it's Georgia. Uh, it did have, it did air. have air. Ow, that's what I'm talking about. But the freon would sometimes blow through the wind, the vent on you. That sweet taste came in yeah. your mouth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
concessions that need to be made. That's fine. That's fine. But anyway, child, so we sat by this water edge, and he began to ask me all these questions. And initially I was, so of course, and this is not his, this is not his fault, but what I've been through in my life, of course at first my immediate thing was fear. I'm in, a, I'm in the woods by myself, by a lake, with a man I just met in a car with no plates. <laughs> it looks all bad, okay? It looks Why? like this is everything 18, we tell the girls not to do. 1984 <laughs> America my, Horror Story. Right. And my privilege, <laughs> I don't see that. Like she had to explain this later and I was just I was taken aback. I was like, "You know what? You are absolutely right. That was that would have that, that was frightening." Uh-huh. And I didn't think about it at the time. But I was being romantic like the grand yeah, gesture. Yeah. And sometimes that grand gesture would be creepy as hell. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but the nigga cute. See, that's how you see. And baby, see, you already and I've done you stranger things for twenty girl. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't too motherfucking scared. Listen, listen. I was still on the mission, bitch. Right. It wasn't accomplished yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, so we were sitting there talking and we're having this good conversation. And even so, initially I'm feeling uncomfortable, and then it fell away, and I felt like the conversation was some. I felt like I was talking to somebody that I knew I could love. But also mm. somebody that I really, really could be friends with. Like, the kind of inside jokes that you like because y'all watch the same shows and found the same thing funny. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. It was right. really uncanny. So we were having that conversation. So then he goes. Let's change location. Okay. So we go. Switch so, it up. Switch it up a little bit, you know. I don't want the date to end. So. Right. <laughs> Mind you, I didn't bring no deep woods off, and I'm allergic to mosquitoes. And my legs then got bit up. I had put on all <laughs> kinds of perfume. I had on a sexy dress because I'm thinking we're at the city park. So I'm thinking cute sit on a bench. Uh-huh. You know, so I have on a light sandal. I didn't put on the hiking shoe. You know, I didn't put on the... <laughs> <laughs> so I assessed the situation. I saw how she was dressed. So I was just like, you know what? I, I know a spot. So okay. we go to a spot, you know, a nice little spot, chicken spot, you know. hmm has nice tunes, you know, got the little mood lighting. We can just get a little closer and, and talk a little bit, you know. Okay. So then, girl, he goes, let's take pictures. And I'm like, mm-mm, see, <laughs> it was day one, bitch. <laughs> like, what's up? But he was sincere. It wasn't like a creep. Like, again, my instinct, because this moment is just too 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 easy my instinct is talk about that because i because uh, uh, girls of our experience so many is on some bullshit yeah they will try to do they do all these grand gestures and the intention really they think they're doing these their intention is really just to fuck you so yes and that's what i and that's what we begin to default to think yeah because it's it's like you have the nigga who who will go through the smallest gesture to the grandest gesture Mm -hmm. and his intention is still the same and so and as you get older you learn how to kind of push away the um the bullshitters on that low level but it gets harder when a person maneuvers in a way that's like a gentleman mm-hmm. but his intentions are still the same so it's kind of like you you kind of be in that moment where like where is this about to go and yes not trusting yes yes and 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 it's also me having to say in that moment i'm gonna choose to not operate out, out of, of fear. fear. Come on now. I'm going to put that to the side for a minute because this is fun. His smile looks just genuine. just going to enjoy the moment. I'm just going to be in the moment, bitch. I, I, 
I actually enjoyed that little burger by the water. Okay. And now he's taking me to this restaurant. So I know, because initially you wonder, well, is he ashamed of me? Is that why we're here? That's is that why we drove this far insecure. into the deep woods? That's what it's given. Yeah. It's given. I don't want you to be seen. Mm-hmm. But then he took me to this very public, very kind of nice place. It was popping like one of those popping black spots in Atlanta yes. where you know you go to be seen. Yeah. So it was very much like, oh, okay, oh. well, let's get into it. Uh-huh. So then we've been having this moment. Then he's like, I want to take pictures with you. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, let's get into it. And we did. Mm-hmm. But I now look at it and I think this man had the foresight in that moment to say that we took pictures on our first date. We actually do have a photograph of, of our, our first date. date. That is beautiful. And it was just he was just, it was just like a fun moment where we were dancing and vibing to the music and we were eating hot wings, nothing too fancy. Right. But he wanted to take that picture. Now, mind you, after that, now I'm feeling him. Right. Now I'm feeling him, girl. Mm-hmm. My pussy's moist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now mother's in her mood. So I'm like, okay, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. So we leave there, and then I'm like, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And then he goes, well, I don't want the date to end. Right. If your schedule is still free, let's catch a movie. Just simple So y'all movie. done went to the park, do the picnic. It was then supposed to be. Then y'all went to the hood spot with the, with the, with the black folks that's popping and lit. Now y'all about to say... Movie time. You had a lot of money, my nigga. That was it. it was th- supposed th- to be an hour long <laughs> friend day. It was supposed to be an hour long friend day. It wasn't supposed to be no date day. <laughs> yeah. But I was just, hey. <gasps> Let me tell you, my little sexy nerd of a husband needed a woman to come in his life to help him spend his money. Okay. Right. Because he's catching the bus for no damn reason. Mm. He was a chemist at Coca-Cola, had a good job. I mean, was was could have done, but it was one of those things, I think, because he was a bachelor and he felt like he didn't need much. He lived very modest. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, he's kind of a natural nerd at heart. So him, his comic books and his favorite anime and TV shows, he and he good girl. So it's not like a lot that had to happen anyway. Right. So, but it, it was one of those things. But let me say this as a trans woman. Mm-hmm. I had gotten to that place in my life where I was ready to just have a fun experience and I wasn't looking for anybody to do anything right. for me. He, I right. wasn't looking for a husband. I wasn't even looking for a, a boyfriend like that. I just wanted to have a fun and moment. Right. We actually went out on what we said was a friend date. And I want to say that not having that expectation allowed me to date a man that on paper, from what the conversation we had, looked like, he wasn't going to be able to do provide me with a good life. Mm. It looked like he didn't have a car, right? right? So, and that you know that he took me to the. I mean, you know, I just go gauging the date. I could have been upset that he had me in this this car and took me to the woods and had me eating this burger or whatever. Because a lot of times we think we think about love in the terms of material giving, mm. people doing for you, taking me to a nice restaurant. He spent money on me, mm-hmm. but with him, I was able to just be in a friend moment and I really think that being in that place allowed me to just look beyond what I didn't perceive because actually he was an extremely stable man actually since we've been together we we were able we bought and sold homes we live on a lake now we doing really really well and it wasn't that that potential wasn't in him it was that he didn't present that up on the surface and I was not being surface and I was able to see deeper Right. Mm. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101.
And listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. <laughs> There are things in the world that we cannot explain in a clean, concise, black and white way. Nobody. Because we haven't done enough study. There's things that we haven't discovered yet. There's theories that we hadn't. We don't have the resources to test yet. There are so many barriers that could be in the way known and unknown where we haven't tapped into some specific information to blow something that we believe upside down. And a lot of the things that we explore on this channel are those specific subjects. Never do we want to tell you that what we say is absolute because we grow, we learn, and we are just presenting to you information that you just might not have that we may have a better understanding or grasp on. That doesn't mean that later on down the line, after you listen to episode 23, that episode 150, some new information adds more nuance to a subject that we are already tackled, right? Because the rules of patriarchy, the rules of the gender binary, the stigma on women, the stigma on men, the stigma that comes from religion, and just a bunch of various things. When we talk about sexual orientation, it is just not a black and white area. It's really difficult to stay within a box when we're we're talking about people's sexual attraction, physical sexuality, mental sexuality, varying outside stimuli. There are going to be things that I don't understand when it comes to someone else's attraction. There are certain things that just don't turn me personally on. There are certain things that I will never be turned on by. There will be certain things that I will be turned on by later on in my life. There were certain things that I was turned on by back in the day that I'm not turned on by now. Sexuality changes over time for some people. It is not fixed for everyone. There are too many variables in sexuality. There's the mental, the physical, and the outside stimuli. So there could be a baseline attraction. So for me, my baseline attraction is cisgendered men. As I got older and I met new people, experienced new things, 
who I'm attracted to has expanded. Not much, but it has expanded a little bit more open than what it was when I was 16 years old. My baseline is still the same. I still see cis men and I'm like, oh my God, I want to fucking to death. But I'm not only just attracted to cis men like I used to be. When it comes to what physically feels good to me, that also has expanded. There are certain sexual acts that I would have thought were disgusting when I was 16 years old that now I find quite pleasurable to explore. When I was younger, the slightest thing, I could lay in my bed a certain way and it would trigger this overwhelming horniness that I couldn't focus on homework, I couldn't focus on video games, I couldn't focus on anything until I actually masturbated and got a nut off. Like it was overwhelming. If you would catch me in that moment, some dude who was super unattractive to me could instantly turn into somebody amazing (laughs) just to get a nut off. So in that moment, the rules of what I was attracted to expanded based on my hormone levels, based on that moment in time. I could have told somebody an hour before, I'm attracted to this, this, and this. And if he... And if he doesn't have this, this, and this, I'm not going to get be into it. Hour later, horny, ooh, you looking hot. <laughs> now that I'm older, I have more control. It's not as overwhelming. I have experienced things in life. So sex is not new territory and as taboo as it once was in my life. Therefore, that tempting. I have more physical self-control. Also, we have to consider how open you are in your exploration. There are certain people that go through life that are not willing to, because they don't want to, explore outside of their base level attraction. There are some people who go through life and say, this is what I like, this is all I want. And they say like that for the rest of their lives. This could be due to personal religion, personal um, spiritual choices, um, location, exposure. They may not be in, in situations where they're, they're even exposed to new adventure, new um, ideas of sexuality. They're not even, you know, some things is not even in their peripheral to explore. Mental limitations, body limitations. It could be just various reasons that they are not open. There are some people who, how far they are willing to stretch in their exploration is a little bit more extensive than other people. This is across genders. This is across identities. Sexuality is complicated. There is multiple layers, dimensions of sexuality therefore sexual orientation and it's not exclusive to women it is not exclusive to men it is not exclusive to males it is not exclusive to females it is not exclusive to non-binary people or binary people everybody's sexuality that has one it is complicated it is not black and white so trying to Enforce these rules about who is gay, who is straight, who is this. If you do this twice, if you do this once, or if you try this, 
anytime you gay or you straight or it doesn't really work the other way usually <laughs> or oh yeah women can do that that ain't nothing but man <clears throat> when you try to do these rules it just really doesn't work and in order to avoid stigma in order to avoid judgment most people who explore outside of their baseline, base level, or the norms of society, to whatever that may be, to avoid stigma, to avoid being judged, they will lie to you about it. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, usually we're talking in the context of like download men and doing queer stuff and blah, 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 blah. But it's anything. A lot of people don't want to talk about when they're in into certain types of kinks because they feel like they're going to be judged. If you're a feminist and you like some type of domination in your sexuality from a man, that might feel a little, you know, like it doesn't align with your feminist label. You might not want to share that with other women in your feminist circles because the stigma around that fucking on your period. Some people might do it and not tell people because somebody's like, Oh, that's nasty. That stigma can create barriers between communication. Do you know how many women would have great sex if they could have conversations with their mother about how to teach a nigga how to get them off? But the mother is too shamed to even have a conversation because the stigma that we have about our mothers and their our mother's sexuality. How many fathers have explored some homoerotic activity and can't even tell their son and explore that conversations with their son because of the shame around sexual exploration, homosexuality? Because we have these norms and these rules that are black and white and are very colorful sexuality and sexual orientation is the reality when you add that judgment and add that stigma there are people who are going to lie to you even in the trans community a lot of time trans folks are stuck in this binary rules about what they can and cannot do that validates or invalidates their personhood they feel like if I'm attracted to other trans women or if I'm attracted to um, cis women, then people are going to be like, oh, see, that's the that's the man in you still coming out. And so they won't share or explore or do anything like to acknowledge that because they feel like people are going to think I'm a man. It's going to invalidate my gender identity. If I'm a trans man and I just got on T. And I just started being randomly attracted to men. After all my life, I've been attracted to cis women. They could feel like I got to stop that urge and not explore my sexuality because real men don't have sex with men. And I'm a man, so I don't want to be a gay man. So because of that stigma that happens, that's happens inside of the community they won't be free to do what they want to do and try things out and explore it's the same with everybody across humanity we are never going to have a level of freedom for everybody if we don't come to grips with the reality that we don't know enough about sexuality 
it is too gray, it's too colorful, it's too bright, it's too um, mutable, too many variables for us to put people in boxes, for us to keep people in one space and not let them open up and be free and do whatever they want to do. Now, they're going to do it anyway. (laughs) The stigma of the judgment just means that they are going to lie about it or not be open about it or share it at all. So let people be free. And this is Trans 101. Really, anybody 101. (laughs) Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. (laughs) So thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So for me, when I am, when I get to that spot where a guy is, um, you know, he's wooing me. Uh-huh. And if he's give, if it's almost that too good to be true feeling, mm-hmm. my mind goes into, oh, almost like, you know, the typical he a chaser or yeah. he's been around. He's, he's just doing that thing. How did you get over that? Can I say this? There are still vulnerable moments in me where I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Listen, sis. Because uh, That part. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to sit here yeah. and say that it was, I fell into some utopia. Yeah. But a grown, the grown woman in me mm-hmm. had to understand that if I wanted a man that truly understood his attraction, that truly understood who he was, that wouldn't be some man. First timer. No. Right. You got to be experienced to get on this ride. Amen. I know and that's I figured real. that out. And so then, but here's what, what, what the girls don't want to say is, that means I have to be okay that you might have fucked one of my sisters. Woo. That, that just, that's a grown woman conversation. That part. That's a grown woman real conversation. Real grown. That's a grown woman. And I have to be okay that you may have fucked more than one of my sisters. Mm. Because the reality of, of it's not a lot. And if you like what you like and you really like what you like and it's exclusive, then that means you dated a few of us. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're not a good man. No. And it doesn't mean that you're damaged goods, and it doesn't mean that you're a chaser. Mm-hmm. It means that you dated and you had experiences. Like and, a human being. Like a human being. I often um, liken both the uh, transition experience and, and the man discovering his amorousness for trans individuals. It's like a, it's like a second act of adolescence. So mm. she goes through her changes physically and mentally a man has to go through his changes mentally and socially okay 
So give me give me some give me some stages. So like I could as a trans woman, I can my physical changes. I can tell you how these surgeries happen, how I got them, how the experiences with my doctors, experience with me going with my friends to Mexico to get silicone. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things like that, like these different stages that you went through that a that a trans amorous man who would be listening to could like relate to? Like what what went what was those stages? I mean, a, a lot of those stages happen before you're even ready for the relationship you right. have to like prepare yourself you have to like right. charge the energy of your environment so that means you have to um you have to surround yourself with people that love you right, right? so uh the first stage was like um admitting to my best friend in college you know mm -hmm. that i had this attraction you mm know -hmm. um you know and getting comfortable with somebody knowing this what you harbor as a Sometimes as a secret, sometimes like as a, a shame, shame yeah. beforehand, and 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 acknowledging it to somebody else validates it in its own step. You know what right. I mean? Um, just being present, being like when when it was a secret, when I you know dated in secret, uh, I would disappear. People would just not know where I was. You know, I would just because I wanted to keep that separate i wanted mm -hmm. to keep when i was ready to admit to my friend that i dated trans women um i was ready to step into the light you mm -hmm. know so during this during that during that stage where you hadn't that you weren't ready to step into the light but you had mm -hmm. acknowledged uh -huh. were there any women in your wake that would have a negative um, story about you, how you ghost them. Not necessarily I'm a sure. crazy right. So <laughs> I'm how, sure. how do you reconcile like that? Every I'm sure I mean, I can't speak for every single man, but most single men in moder in this day modern day and age have mm -hmm. ghosts. <laughs> I have ghost I have ghost stories, you know I have ghost uh -huh. stories for cis women, I have ghost stories for trans women. It's yeah. just like you learn socially how to be responsible as somebody dating two times really uh -huh. uh, because you have to again uh, hurdle over that barrier of that shame right so it's like relearning the dating game all over again so the same mm. mistakes you make as as a young man you know trying to you know trying to capture capture all the attention you can you know, talking to everybody, you, mm -hmm. you do it again as a trans attracted man. Right. Um, and, and, you know, learning curves def defer with what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But I've always been a serial monogamous, serial monogamous dater uh -huh. at the end of the day. Um, so when I made the decision that I was going to start dating trans women, uh, I, I, that's, that I shifted over. I had to. I shifted over to that thinking okay. after a while, and I had to. So let me go deeper into that. So when oh. you talk about, um, what was that moment? What what happened? What was the moment when you said, "Okay, I've had my experiences. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I played around. I didn't did whatever I wanted to do, whatever I wanted to experience. But now, I'm what." 
you know, because if you're dating cis and trans women, it's this whole thing where, you know, I don't yeah. know who I'm going to end up with. Right. What made you to decide, what was it that got you to the point where you said, okay, you know what, this is what I like. And this, now I want to be something exclusive. What got you to that, to that point to give up? the bachelor the bachelor ways to give up the secret because nobody could really could know and you still got fun i would say it was meeting the right person the person that was mm. able to fully engage me like on a on the same level mm. we could talk about the same things we had the same backgrounds the same experiences uh so it was the there was one person in my life that was very special to me that you know kind of extended ha, had me extend myself as a person and become gotcha. more vulnerable and more sincere in who I was presenting myself as and then at the same time uh we had that exchange where she was early in her transition and mm-hmm. uh I know I know yeah but um <laughs> you know she she was extending herself she got him ready but that usually sometimes that's the the shit you have to there's somebody sometimes who, you have to meet that yeah. Yeah, that's a grown conversation. Sometimes you you um, cause I can say that my my previous boyfriends got me better yeah. for the next guy, I, and then I think that's everybody. Well, at the end of the day, it's an exchange of energy, right? Right. It's like an exchange of perceptions. You're you're learning from if if the relationship is real, you're gonna learn about yourself, and learn how to speak and talk and relate to another person. Right. Know? So. Right. Well, there's always an exchange. You you never leave a relationship the same person as you came in. No, not it's, at all. It's always a tra- it should always be a transformational experience. You were talking about that relationship. I'm sorry, babe. I was reminding you of where you were. You were talking about that relationship and how you came to actually realizing I want to now go from just dating trans women tertiarily on the, on the side to actually I want to move to be with this girl. Well, let me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, so I I got into a long distance relationship with this woman. Um, I just met her on a chat room in AOL, and we we just would banter back and forth, uh, you know. And it, it prog- I was still in college at the time. It progressed to us um, talking on the phone. We got to a point where we were talking on the phone every day, every day. I I went to meet her, and it was fireworks. So mm, it good. was. Everything that, you know, a lot of people give their representation of themselves, especially in a situation where it's like a long distance relationship where you can say you can say anything about. Yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, going and seeing each other face to face, we were the people that we for the most part that we presented ourselves to be. And um, it went from there. Uh, but that was my first, I would say, adult relationship. Okay. And that's probably why I saw formative as far as um giving me the 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 possibility the mental possibility that i could build a relationship with a trans woman yeah because i think i'll be stuck with niggas that's stuck in that spot that's stuck in that spot where they haven't got to that step like they want all the shit and i'm not just talking about sexual because some of them be wanting to come over and chill and spend time and take you on dates. You get out, you get that too. But they hadn't got to the spot where they're like, "Am I ready for the relationship?" Right. So, what about you? How did you How did you get to the spot where? So, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I went through 
a relationship validates my womanhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So yes. when I was younger, like, you know, a man claiming you was the ultimate, that you fish girl. Oh, yes. Yeah, so uh-huh. that, I went through that. Then I went through, hmm, maybe this is fucked up. And then I got to the point you said where, um, you know, I just, well, at least I can just have some fun. Yeah. At, least, at least we know, if we both honestly know that it's just fun mm-hmm. and it's not no emotional attachment and I'm not trying to push, I'm not trying to give no ultimatums, yeah. da, 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 da. I can just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that place now. Uh-huh. Where I'm just kind of enjoying myself. Right. Now, his, it, it's lasted a little bit longer than what I thought it was going to mm-hmm. last. But now I'm like, okay, what got you to the point where you wanted to take, to be vulnerable and, and, and you know, and take the plunge and say, okay, I'm going to dead, I'm going to let go of the insecurities, not worry about the past and da, 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 da. What, what got you to that point? What got you to that point of healing and being vulnerable like that? What what you learn a lot about yourself through heartbreak. Yes, you do. And I got, it was a very, very quick, well, first of all, to, to the point of what you were saying about um, um, validating your womanhood through relationships, I actually can so identify with that desire to be a kept woman mm-hmm. that to the point where I would seek out Guys that I felt like were like drug dealers. Me too. Listen, no boys. See, I yes. I need to get my sewings regular, uh-huh. and I need to, I need to get the needs of life met. The nails. Yes. <laughs> and the nails. You want me toes. to be pretty, right? Right. Because I be fly every time. Right. <laughs> you know, I need these things. But that level of materialism became like an identity. Yeah. And I began to see people as commodities. You begin to start looking at watches and shoes. Mm-hmm. You begin to like looking at looking for signs of someone's of someone's ability to do something for you. And what happened was, I met someone that came at me real hard and fast with all the trappings, right? And stole money that I was going to use towards my transition surgery from me, and stole every dime of it. Mm. And, and it hurt me because he knew what that meant to me. Mm-hmm. And I was working and I had a job and he got me fired from my job because he also ran up $4,000 on the company's card. And even though we were able to contest the charges and we were able to press charges and all of that, looks bad on it you. looked bad on me. And yeah. so on a later review, I ended up not being renewed for that contract. So it cost me my job in the long run. Right. And it, that heartbreak broke me down to the point where I said... I can't even believe that I I was I was so hurt because I felt like I had put so much in it. But more importantly, I was so hurt that that had defined me so much. That relationship defined mm. me so much that I was so blind that I let that money go. Yeah, I was willing to give him whatever to stay because I was that down into Ooh. it. Yeah, listen, been there. Dick will. Yes, ma'am. You yeah. just have to be in a place where yeah. you understand that sometimes people will have a spirit. They have you begging for a nigga to stay that you, did the wrong thing. That has seven kids. <laughs> that, right. That you did Listen, the wrong I'm thing you and I'm story. the one begging. Yes. Yeah. That has seven kids. That's in and out of jail for child support. Right. And I'm bailing him out. <laughs> he didn't get it in one lump. A <laughs> <laughs> bitch was giving it away. I feel you. Trying to do love. Right. But that's, that whirlwind war romance and how it took my life down 
was a humbling experience. Mm, and I got to a place where there was a period where I was not interested in that. I wanted to really self-heal. And in that period, I kind of said this prayer, this affirmation to take it away from me, the desire to affirm myself in any relationship. And I said, I want to be alone for a while. I mm. asked to be alone. And that's something I had never done. Mm. I was the girl that really had a list that I needed from a nigga. Okay. <laughs> right. But I wanted to be alone. And it was in that place of aloneness that I was like, I'm good. And I wasn't in that period long before he then walked back into my Come life. On now. And because I wasn't in that place of neediness because I wanted to be alone. I was able to go on that date and have an experience right? because I wanted to be alone. I wasn't in a place of this needs to mean something. Every man in my life didn't need to mean something. Right. And I think being in that place give me the power to assess people at different levels. And I just so happened to have a go-getter because he got that car to take me out. Right. So y'all five years in. Um, well, it's nine years total. Nine years total in relationship. Mm -hmm. But five years with official marriage, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, do y'all have any plans for the future other than stay together, of course? <laughs> I would say uh, right now we're both um, looking at um, expansion as far as professionally. Okay. Um, as far as physically we 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 married in uh hawaii nice. and that was hawaii. that was such an experience mm -hmm. that it was like living it was like being on the edge of creation mm. and the spirit of the people there was yeah. just it was so restorative um, that we yeah, because they have a culture that allow that where we we have a space mm -hmm. in their culture. We right. have a purpose. Yeah, we, it's not something that we're just some alien like here on the mainland. Uh -huh. They their their culture says their native culture says that hey, you're the caretaker. You yes. you mahu. Yes. You you are you are the person that honey help your mom, help your family. Da da da. You have a place in our culture. Word out. It's yes. not. It's not looked on with any kind of shame. And to grow up in that space and to be, go in that space and it's like, wow. It just changed your perspective of where you could be if you had that kind of place. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't it be often? Wouldn't it be awesome if more of us came from a culture where we grew up with our full gifts being appreciated? Yes. Us being honored in our families. Us being role. where there was a role. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because a lot of the our argument against us really is sometimes is. Well, th what is your in God's purpose or in the purpose of right. life or in the purpose of humanity? Like we are some aberration, but it's amazing because outside of Eurocentric logic, so many cultures have embraced. Yeah, absolutely. Our purpose, and that's yeah. amazing. So I would. That's what we saw there. Uh -huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're looking at uh, moving there within the next year. Come on now. Yeah. I said that too. I was like, if I ever go broke and have to be homeless again, I'm just buying me a ticket to Hawaii because I'll be on the beach hey, <laughs> in paradise homeless. Yeah, <laughs> at least I'll figure it out from there. Because we know it ain't never going to have bad days. No, it's it, beautiful. It, we might have rain, but it's going to blow over in a yes, minute. Yes, exactly. It's going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> go read a book at Starbucks and you'll be done in a few minutes. It's beautiful. Um, Y'all planning on having children? Or expanding your family in that way? Yes. What options are y'all exploring? 
adoption. Well, well, I, let me tell you, son. I want to say this. I think that my husband is extremely attractive, and mm-hmm. I think that he has beautiful features that I would like to see in a child biologically. <laughs> because I just want to. I would love to see that go forward. However, he, believe it or not, he has a special feeling about adoption. But go ahead, man. I mean, there, I just feel like there are two. It's, it would be socially irresponsible to not uh, adopt. A child. There are so many children that are in the system. Mm. My mom, my mother uh, was a social worker for 30 years, mm. and um, <clears throat> she worked as a uh, guard ad litium for kids and and maneuvering their way um, through the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so many kids that are put up in the system that it, it, it's it would be irresponsible for us not to um, give them a home. Mm. So one of the things recently that we, um, we've we been talking about with this whole Malik Yoba fiasco, one of the things I said was there's so many men that I have seen who are nav- navigating the world openly, who have trans women that they love, who, um, and it, it's some, they could be trans, they could be cis, they could be gay, they could be bisexual, they could be whatever, but I see them, see them, um, you know, openly loving trans women, but it seems to me like people just want to fetishize straight men, cishet men, and make it seem like for some reason those guys, they have more value in coming out and being open about it. But we kind of ignore the people who have been doing it for years. So somebody like yourself who is open up, who is open about it, you are in a loving, living relationship with your wife. Yes. When you hear this fiasco come out, how does that make you feel? What do you think about it? Uh, there's a, I mean, it's multi-layered. The fact that my, uh, I've, there. Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's I, the allegations that came out. The fact that he like answered with a rap. The fact that there's like, like it's been known in the community for years that he's dated. Well had professional dates with trans women allegedly allegedly mm. <laughs> and the fact that he's not able, that he's he has yet to commit to even saying that he's been in, uh, been on a date with a woman mm-hmm. a trans of trans experience he hasn't been able to say that wait 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 wait, wait. yes he has at, at what point he said in the breakfast club mhm he said on the breakfast club interview that that is what that's how he, he said he even said he went to uh uh, um, but he later walked it back. Mm, I didn't see that part. Well, no, I think date as in a relationship. Like he said, he never dated a trans woman. Mm. He said he still had only dated cis women. Mm-hmm. He did. He's like when I'm talking about in a relationship. He made it seem mm. like he. I, I've only ever dated. In a, yeah, I only took it as date. When I, whatever I heard him say, I, I took it as date, not a relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I took see. it as date, like dating. Mm. But either way, either way. I mean, I, I would I would review it again, but from my understanding, the only thing he ever copped to was an attraction that he developed for trans women. And then going to the 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 tranny party, <laughs> did y'all get that part to that part? No. Oh, y'all done missed some stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, but going to a tranny, but that's that's, that's a still a different thing. Yeah, yeah. still a different thing is saying I took this woman out for a date. Right. I've, I had a relationship with this woman. Right. I this that, that's still like so a that's what you mean. You mean he hasn't had. 
had he hasn't admitted to having an actual intimate relationship with a trans woman. Correct. Right. Yeah. So to me, a person like that, if you haven't had that, what kind of authority or what kind of um, why do you feel like you should be in this position to be propped up yeah, as this thing and you've never even done it? And that's that's more of like the ego. I don't know if I don't know if he's doing it from a, a place of trying to uh, open the eyes of society or if he's trying to do it to like give his career a, a, a new verve, a new life. Mm. Um, because there have been men doing it for years. There have been brothers organizing to do it yeah. you know what I mean giving each other giving each other advice there's a, there's a places on face group where men mm-hmm. talk about their relationships where we congratulate each other on our anniversaries where we're yeah. starting we're starting to attend each other's weddings yeah. you know but I think it's a disgusting display of how we fetishize celebrity as well yeah. because like they don't talk about y'all there's there's men who have been doing the work in regards to organizing yeah. who's been putting it out and nobody is talking about propping them up and giving them uh, workshops at the at the um, at the march I mean but that speaks to motivation uh, I mean yeah. my motivation is in that and to to be at the forefront my motivation is to be a good and loving husband to my wife right treat her with the dignity that i would expect her to treat me with mm. what's your thoughts my thoughts on the malik thing i, I want to say this i honestly think that that gentleman has the intention on trying to be a positive force i don't think that anyone would come out in such a public way or so unnecessarily even if it was to avoid something, there's ways that you can do that without going through this level of scrutiny. Yeah, I, don't, I, th- I un- actually don't think that's okay. Yeah, I think he legitimately thinks that he's trying to assist. I think that what we're seeing is someone at the beginning of a journey that we all know will be very long. Mm-hmm. No one the first day they walked into the light with anything is an expert on anything. Right. And he, I think because of his presence in black America, because he is considered a cultural icon in some ways, he thinks that he has the ability to just shift hats mm-hmm. and take his cultural his cultural relevancy and just apply it plug and play to the community. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's done maliciously. I think that's just done with hubris. I think that's done with uh, maybe a certain naivete. Right. But I think that's what he does. Well, that's what we're seeing when you see things like him saying. Um, I am a um, um, the kind of a savior complex. I felt like I fell on the knife for the community. I'm standing for these people, you know. And it's like great, but here's the thing: you're standing with with us, and you're one voice in a den of voices that have been saying this for a very long time. Right. Fall back, get educated, find out who you are first. Right. Have the journeys you need to go through and the discoveries you need to have. Sounds like there's a lot of different other issues related to it and some some emotional issues that are natural like him and I think his emotional reactions and in interviews that we're starting to hear yeah. these are natural reactions to a man feeling like I got to keep explaining my damn self to the world right when, when to him he feels like this is normal but he also doesn't really get why to why he doesn't have the authority to speak on it right yeah so that frustration is what we're seeing but to that point I think that Relationships like ours are not uncommon. They existed since human beings have existed. I want to say that. Right. I want to say that trans. We all know that trans women have existed since the beginning of time, and we've always had no problem getting people to be with us. 
I need to say that again. We've never had a problem. No. Okay. No, we're not lying or tricking. There's no real effort that has to go in (laughs) (laughs) to us attracted men. No. To that point, I think Malik Yoba is a man that has quite a journey, and I'm grateful that he stepped into the light. I think that I'm happy for my relationship and those of us that have been in long-term relationships that can be beacons of light, that can showcase that he, and no matter what he says, good or bad, he's not the only opinion. Right. There are a lot of people living, loving, laughing, and having a good time. Yeah. Uh, I think to that end, um, also, uh, it falls on the honest of us as trans attracted men to make ourselves more visible, um, to show that he's not the only one out there that there uh he's a, he's one possibility model but there are many possibility models and no relationship looks the same uh and then where you are in your stages that you were talking about earlier yeah. is going to be different right and we need to see people in both all of those stages because right. in order for the, us to break those jokes in other men they have to see well god this nigga like you you will mm-hmm. be way further than yeah. somebody who i'm in college i just started messing around right. or da 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 or tw- have, at 25 and started yeah. messing around or 40 and started exactly. messing around because we're so how do did... i get there it's gonna look different yeah it's so seeing a malik different. seeing you seeing where all of these different stages and mm-hmm. just ha- the the power is having the open dialogue yeah because a lot of men are going through that process alone right and they're and, n- and only have us we're the fucking therapists right <laughs> and there there's power in numbers so mm-hmm. like i said like there's there's groups online uh, uh, that are starting to become more vocal or starting to um, network more, um, starting to make more moves offline to make ourselves more of a presence. And uh, uh, things like showing up for our women is yeah. important um, to show that we are here. Right. Um, right, because you could stay home. Yeah. You know, but here we are at the but march. We have to show up to the, yeah. we, we have to be at the marches. We have to Supporting. be at the conferences. We have to be at. We have to be by our women's side. We can't be hanging out on the couch watching football, and yeah. not being. Why we out here community. battling violence? <laughs> Sis, I have a question. What do? Okay, I have experienced in community sometimes a resistance to my husband and other cis men even participating at all mm-hmm. in events or in community and it's like oh you brought him again and it's like almost as if and I understand that there are spaces and, and I'm not talking about like to group meetings or girlfriends or kikis or to the club yeah. or whatever like I'm the bitch that I, I be ready to get out of here from right. this marriage sometimes you know yeah. I mean like anybody I like having fun by myself but what I'm saying is it's like sometimes in community there's this weird tension that happens sometimes where I have heard girls even say online, cis men should have no say in the movement. Now, granted, Malik has uh, a few other concerns that are worth giving pause maybe yes, to his to some of, the, uh, some of the agenda that was going to be built around his movement, right? Right. But regard, I, I, whether it's truth or not, and no one can speak to the validity of that, I think... We need to have men at the table. And I think the... If we I really, don't think we should have them at every table. N- not even I, most of them. Yeah, but <laughs> there are some... Yes, exactly. But I think there is some conversation where their input... But I have girlfriends that won't bring their girls to community spaces. And this is what I was going to speak to. I think Be- that's just insecurity. 
That's honestly. the part I'm speaking to. I think but so. the men though then don't feel like they're their other brothers. They feel alone. Mm-hmm. So then these men out here, if there are men that like I feel out here alone. Like if I come out and I step out of this, I can't talk to my homeboys at work. I can't talk to people this place. And I I just wonder like what do you think we could do in community to be more welcoming or at least even have spaces where they could even convene in community. I think that's communication. I think if I if I if I organize some kind of event, I'm going to be very clear about hey we want y'all to bring your husbands your boyfriends or somebody you're dating to this conversation because you know we think their input is great but if it's not i will explain why hey i don't want any your husband to come because this is why we think this is it should be exclusive to be intentional at every step step of the way be Mm -hmm. really really intentional Mm -hmm. and but i think one of the the reason is insecurity like, they don't want to bring their men in a situation to see all the other girls. <laughs> they don't want... Um, it, it, sometimes it can look like you being a show pony, too. Sometimes it's, sometimes girls can kind of bring their man to to pooch and da-da-da-da-da. It's, it's, it's a couple of things that's kind of weird, weird about it. But you can tell when that is. And if you make your intentions clear from the beginning... Like, hey, this is what I expect when he comes. This is what I expect. This is why I'm asking him to come to the to the event to add his voice to this subject, to this topic, blah, 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 blah. To that point, now, I want to say that I'm, I'm grateful that my partner in life has a good spirit that people like because mm-hmm. I have never really had to have no deep convo. Like, what I mean is I've never really had to have like no issue like most people like my like thank thank goodness i've never really had to do no explanation because i'm not an explaining explaining bit type of person right. i'm just gonna show up bitch and we're gonna deal you know <laughs> like who's having a conversation <laughs> you didn't ask me you know what you was gonna do for you showed up so right. girl, whatever we'll deal with it but i appreciate that I, he don't come often because he don't really want to be out like that. But when he does come, the girls have been very welcoming. So I want to say shout out to the girls for being very welcoming in that way. Right. My husband is very, I, I feel happy sometimes because I'd be like, oh, like the girls is cool. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> some of some of her sisters will become my sister-in-laws. Definitely. Yeah, I think I th- that's another thing. Like I, you, I cannot hide you. Like fucking some Quasimodo in a closet, and be, with my sisters, these I love you just like I love them, and mm. we're gonna be in community with them, and you gotta know them. Yeah, like it, it has to be. You have to know them. You gotta know that this is somebody that I care about too. They, it, I just can't see me hiding him away. I just can't see it. And that, and that goes for any community. I mean, that goes for your your blood families too. Yeah. You know, like the, a, another important another important step in. And solidifying relationship is being able to say to, you know, your blood, your kin. Like the first one of our first dates, I met, uh, we met my uh, first cousin uh, in a, up in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just early on. But somebody looked on like, are you sure you want to do this? Because we were with a, a friend that didn't have as much maybe passing privilege. Uh-huh. Um, this was gonna go to a place where he's gonna expose a shady side of you, <laughs> which is why he doesn't come on the mic often. <laughs> what you're saying is that y'all were in a situation where you might be with a friend who is, because you didn't say any names, right? No. Yeah. So you that situation, yeah. and you know, do you really want to? And she asked, "Did you really want to do this?" 
Yes. Because this could be ugly. It could blow up. But <laughs> I was with my woman, and these were her friends. And any disrespect my cousin would have shown would have sent him packing. Oh, He's not going to send good. us packing because, like, I made my decision. Here's the thing. I didn't want it to be so high stakes. Yeah, we you, don't want we that. We are to just newly together. Right. I really like you. And I don't, we're, we, have, we haven't had any quarrels or problems with, with, with people or things. I am happy meeting your cousin. I'm, I met. I had met him previously, so it wasn't my first time meeting the cousin. So it was like, I like the cousin. So now I I'm in, okay? And I'm and everybody's good. And very quickly it was we were in a situation where my friend wanted to double date with us and then the cousin was we we were meeting the cousin and it was one of those situations very quickly you know how you don't think about it until you think about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, girl, we can all hang out." And then it was like, "Oh." Oh. Oh, yes. 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 Sports bar. <laughs> on a Sunday, yeah, <laughs> football season yes, on a Sunday pass. at a sports bar in Atlanta, in the area where we—it was just one of those moments yeah. where I said, "Ooh, Ooh, bitch!" And then I thought about it, and I was like, "I'm cool with it," because see, that's how I roll. That's why I didn't think about it like that. Because me going to a sports bar with one of my sisters, regardless of what you look like, is not a problem, right? But in this moment, it's not, and I, and in my man, it now better not stake, be a problem. But the stakes are high because. Because this now, extra if person, I don't want to put him in a situation where he has to put choose me and my friend or his family this early yeah. in our relationship. Yeah, it was really sense. like, oh, bitch. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Because this, you know. And we care about that and we think about that. And I don't think people um, understand those kind of dynamics of it mm-hmm. because it, it, it sometimes it is a situation where you have to choose between your family and, you know, your girl. And, and sometimes it's not so much as a choice as it's a. Uh, a gamble that you know your family, you know that they're going to make the right decision because they come mm-hmm. from the yeah. same stock as you, that they've had the same moral foundation as you, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So, I Sometimes I that's it was good a, and sometimes that's bad. I, th- I, th- I, thought, I thought it was a calculated risk, <laughs> okay. and I, it turned out to be a good Everybody passed. The cousin passed the ally badge. Tierra <laughs> passed the ally badge. The waiter passed the ally badge. <laughs> All right. Everybody got that a gold star. Was I was good. like, work. Yes. <laughs> this is actually working out oh, wonderfully. And to her credit, my friend is a beautiful person. And I, you know, shout out to everybody. All of them. Early. All of you. She was very early on, and then she was uh-huh. very awkward about it. And then, you know, it was like not just early, but you know how you strong and wrong in yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm going to put the whole palette on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the whole palette on, jack mm-hmm. my titties up yeah, to yeah, here. Yeah, put Skirt, on. Skirt, thigh, yeah, every, uh-huh, uh-huh. The, yeah. the clear, the loose light shoes. Yeah, <laughs> the clear, the Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> the glass slipper uh-huh. that you got from Adam and Eve. In the middle of a, in the middle of a sports bar, <laughs> yeah. family-oriented yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know but, how we go through our stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she turned it, and we and the event was great. We good, had a good time. Good, 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 good. But that was a moment where I realized not only did he really care about me, he cared about me enough to take a risk. And then his cousin cared enough about all him to be like, I'm going to just go with it, bro. <laughs> Come on, cuz. Because, see, you done dumped a lot right, on cause. me. You're trying to, your girlfriend and her girlfriend. Oh, that and then her girlfriend. <laughs> It was just like, I oh, thought man. I was gonna come and be in the midst of some bitches, and this is, this is some special bitches, <laughs> <laughs> and not one of them single, right? <laughs> we were, she so had that's a what man. even bad. Yeah. Everybody, uh, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So come on, shout out to cousin. Word out. Shout, shout out, shout out. <laughs> so I want to thank y'all for coming. This was an amazing conversation. Um, where can they find y'all? You can find me at ATL Lioness. I call myself the Lioness of Maya Turner on the ones and twos, giving these <laughs> niggas the blues. <laughs> And you can find me at ATL Lioness on Instagram. Um, you can find me Samaya Turner on Facebook. Um, email Samaya Turner at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's me. Hit me up. And um, you can find me at TKT Sphinx, like the mystic Egyptian animal, TKT Sphinx mm-hmm. on IG. Yeah. And TR Turner on Facebook. That's it. Yeah. So they, they're thinking about starting a podcast, y'all. So we probably got some new additions to the family. Did it, did so, it, did yes. It, did it. <laughs> yeah. so, so we wanted, I would love, you know, I would love to hear um, a live with y'all. I see these shows popping up with relationships showcasing. Hopefully she can help great. produce us, you know. Hopefully. You know, <laughs> you know I always got tips. <laughs> <laughs> so thank y'all for coming. It's been a sincere pleasure. And just, I want to say that it is a blessing to be in your presence as a sister because i have admired you i i'm a i'm a girl that's i'm i'm younger than you but i want you to know that at a very pivotal point in my life you were a voice that were able was able to ponder the things that i always had in my head and no one to share it with mm-hmm. and that loneliness sometimes w- made me feel like you were a friend even when i didn't have any mm-hmm. so thank you thank you thank you that so to see so this is a full circle moment to be on your podcast and to be talking to you because even back youtube like i oh. you you've been an inspiration to me so thank, thank you. you thank you that's thank you for bringing affirmation Again, I would just like to re- reiterate that definitely. I've been watching since YouTube. I, I <laughs> listen to the podcast as well, and um, you you have done a lot to to show your authentic self. And mm-hmm. through that, we men can pay attention and we can learn. Yeah. So um, thank you thank again. You. Thank y'all. Oh, y'all got me crying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Little 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 little